you would not do it. You would say, you know what? I'm not doing that. I'm walking away. I'm walking away. Amen? So therefore, it says, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, ye devil-minded. And the reason why he calls them devil-minded is because, what, they were trying to do the will of God and be flesh into the will of mammon, serve the world, serve the flesh. You can't do both, one or the other. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. That's just the word right there. All right, when you're, when you're double-minded, I'm telling you right now, you can't make up your mind, I'm like, I'm looking like, mm. That's the word right there. You the, you, the hotter you cold, your word has to be good with me. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going that way with it. If you tell me you're going to do something, you need to do exactly what you told me to do, that you were going to do. And guess what? If you don't do it, you need to call me and say, listen, something has come up. I won't be able to do this, that, or the other. Amen? But when you're shucking and jiving, peeping and hiding, devil-minded, we don't know what you want. You, you, you this one way, you this thing the next day. You bipolar, spiritually bipolar. You, know, you, you got to clean up. You got to, you got to get it right. Amen? Amen? So therefore, he says, the next verse is, be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to heaviness. And what he was saying was change your carnal happiness into uh, feeling bad or repentant because you are unfaithful to God. So be sorrowful, be godly sorrowful of the things that you did. Amen. And then you won't do them again. Amen. It says that your joy, your joy to happiness. Now we know, I mean to happiness. We know that the joy of the Lord is our strength. We know, but this joy is not, we're not talking about spiritual joy. We're talking about carnal, fleshly joy. Amen. So therefore, you need to allow, put all that away and become godly sorrowful, repentant of being adulterers. Amen. Or cheating on God and saying, God, I won't do that anymore. I'm going to worship you with my whole heart. Amen. You and you alone, because we serve a jealous God. Yeah. He doesn't want us serving any other God. He didn't want us to put any other God before him. Amen? And sometimes we don't realize, sometimes we're putting things that we should not put before God. Our jobs, our children, our family. Amen? Material things, possessions. Trying to, I guess you could say, advance in this world. Amen? But guess what? Don't put all that before God. If you seek God first, all of these things will be added to you. And God does not lie. Now granted, the enemy may the enemy may come and try and take it, but God is going to provide a way, amen? And even if they do get it, just like Job, he will give you double for your trouble, amen? So we get so stuck on trying to hold on to things and keep things, uh-uh. You know what? Whatever happens, God, I know you got me, amen? God is our provider. It ain't nothing we're doing. Amen. Our success is not of us. It's nothing we did. It's all God. All God. Amen. So we need to keep it checked and know who our master is. Know who our true provider is. And make sure that we stay in the will of God. That's Amen. Right. Don't allow the flesh to try to take rule over you and make you go, everything, go for things that are not in God's will. Amen. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. 
In 1 Peter 5 and 6, it says almost similar thing. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Amen. So the key is humility. Being humble. Amen. If you are humble, it does not mean you, they say, don't take my meekness for weakness. That's not what, no. Being humble means that you are low and you realize that God is high and above and he knows all. He sees all. He provides all. He is everything. Amen. Do not be God resist proud. He hates a proud person, a proud spirit. Amen. He does not like it. And in this flesh, sometimes we accomplish things. We want to become proud. We want to become arrogant. Mm -hmm. No, that's not a God. God don't want that. Guess what? Because when you get high, he going to pull you right on down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And bring you right on back to reality that you know who is really in control. Amen. But if we stay humble, we don't have to find ourselves being pulled down. Amen. And have to go through, Lord, why? Lord, why? What you need to do is you need to examine yourself. Take personal inventory. Lord, is that something? Because when you're sincere about it, he'll show it to you. He will show you you. Amen. That's the thing. We're always trying to see everybody else. Look at it. Look at yourself in the mirror. Amen. Lord, show me me. What is it that I need to do for you to get the glory out of my life? Amen. What is your will for my life? Amen. Not my desire, but your desire for my life. And if you pray it is in God's will, then guess what? It will happen. Amen. And you don't have to go stepping over nobody and kicking nobody and slandering nobody and doing all kind of foolishness to get it. All right? Because when God give it to you, number one, it's yours. Amen. And can't nobody take it away. Amen. And it's a blessing when God does it. But when it comes from other ways, it's a curse. Amen. And it'll bring about a lot of stress. Sleepless nights and trying to figure out this and trying to figure out that. When you should have left it in the hands of the Lord from the get go and said, God, whatever your will is for my life, that's what I want to be. I want to be in your will. Amen? Amen. So, our lesson is today submit to God in love. Amen? So, guess what it means to submit? To allow Him to be the authority over your life. Allow Him to be, for you to be subjected to Him under His subjection, your subjection. Make sure that he is the governing and the ruling body over your life. Amen. And when you do submit to him, you submit to him in love. Not out of obligation. Not because you feel like you got to do it. But you do it because you love him. Amen. Amen. I, I worship him because I love him. Amen. At first it was fear. Amen. But now I realize I don't love him and worship him because I fear him. I do it because I love him. If he doesn't do anything else for me, he's done enough. Amen. One thing we have to learn is God and his contentment is great gain. And we have to learn to be content. Amen. Because that's what he was saying. You know, everybody trying to get, 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 and have, have, have. You better learn how to be content with what God has blessed you with. Amen. Because it's great gain. Amen. So I thank God for the word on today. I thank God for this lesson. Remember that we have to submit to God in love.
thank God, amen, for our First Lady, amen, expounding on the Word of God with clarity, spiritual, all those things wrapped up into one. This is a great, great lesson. And I don't say this or take this thing to be lightly. Those of you that understand the book of James, the book of James is one of the eight Hebrew Christian epistles that we talked about. So his letter was primarily written to those Hebrew Christians, the ones that had converted to Christianity. There is a great challenge with anyone that leaves a place of familiarity to go to a place of unknown. It's a great challenge, amen, to have been doing things one way for such a great length of time and all of a sudden to make the determination to do it another way. And a lot of times when you do things like that, you're automatically going to be ostracized. You're automatically going to be criticized. And people uh, are upset because of change. That's the primary thing, is anything that changes, we don't like change. So James had to write this letter to him encourage those that came over to the Lord's side, if you allow me to put it that way. According to historical knowledge or information, James was the earliest book of the New Testament. It was written 50 A.D., just 50 years after our Lord and Savior ascended to heaven. And this book is what many call a practical epistle. It gives you practical knowledge, the practicality of living as a saint. And a lot of times, one of the things that's missing in church is quite simply common sense. And there's no other way for me to put it. Defend your brother, don't do it. Don't wear it, don't eat it, don't drink it. And a lot of times we want to, you know, not be concerned about others, but we always have to be concerned as a Christian about God's will. Look at the topic this morning on page 51 in your Sunday school book. topic this morning says submit to God in love. Submit to who? God in love. Now before we go any further in the word of God, 
challenging word in the Bible. Submit. If anybody has a problem with anything in the word of God, it's going to be because pastor, it's hard for me to submit. And we must understand that God is a God of order. Nothing that God has done or will do is done out of order. Romans, you can write this down, the 13th chapter. Better get that turned to Romans, the 13th chapter. Verse number two. 
therefore, therefore, what does it say? Resisteth the power. Resisteth what? The ordination of God. God ordered it. God made it. God created it. And when you resist that power, you're resisting the very laws and the divine nature of God himself. And that's why I say, hey, amen. one thing I will say I learned as a young child, and whatever the word says, I might not like it, but I ain't going to kick against it, amen. And I might not even be living it. But my father was the pastor, and I say, amen, preacher. <laughs> you right. And I wasn't there yet, amen, but he was right. The worst thing we can do in church is get upset with the mailman and get upset with the mail, amen. You could have wanted to deliver it and you're upset with the mail too. <laughs> you know how we, 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 we grew up and you know we used to blame everybody but yourself. You made me pay my bill late, that's your bill, amen. You didn't put a stamp on the envelope, that's your mail. Right. It's your fault. Don't be mad with the mailman and don't get mad with the mail. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Look what it says right here, verse number two. They that do what? Resist. What are you resisting? The ordinance of God. Shall receive. What does it say? To themselves, what? Damnation. When you resist the order that God has put upon this planet. Now, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just reading scripture, you know. You know, you know, because you know, I want everybody to be my friend. But God made the man the head, he just made the head. Amen, at least the men. <laughs> Bless. 